0: Hi, it's DeWire, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Well, game one of the NBA Finals did not go the way I thought. I understand that ESPN's analytical BPI system rates the Celtics a lot higher than the Warriors, I understand many of you just look at the comments from the earlier video rate the Celtics a lot higher than the Warriors I'll concede something was going on in the game when Steph Curry starts as fast as he does and the Warriors are hitting threes right several guys hit threes but yet the Celtics were there with them right you thought the uh, score uh, moments before the end of the first half would be a lot more lopsided. Instead, even with the Steph Curry explosion, and there hasn't been a three-point explosion like that in the first quarter of an NBA Finals game ever, the Celtics were hanging tough. But what I want people to do is to focus on the third quarter, right? I'm still rolling with the Warriors. I'll agree Game two is an existentialist threat. If the Warriors go down 0-2, that bodes very poorly for their chances, right? But I thought in the third quarter, you saw the formula. The Warriors get out to, you know, a double-digit lead. Um, The defense was roughing up the Boston Celtics. Uh, The Celtics really could not drive the lane, Then you get to the fourth quarter, and the Celtics hit an avalanche of threes. The argument I'm just making in this video is that that Celtic fourth quarter is atypical. I don't expect the entire team to get hot from the three-point line in Game 2. I believe there's going to be a reversion to the mean. I also feel that the Warriors are going to look at the film. You saw that they slowed down. Jason Tatum for much of the game. They're going to realize that what they want to do, even after the game one debacle, is they want to allow the Celtics to hit threes, or excuse me, to try threes. I don't expect Marcus Smart to be as successful from the three-point line as he was in game one. So... Game 1 was a surprise. I don't want to bluff or fool or kid anyone. Game 1 shocked me. I'm still with the Warriors in the series. In fact, Game 2 to me is a betting opportunity. I like the Warriors in Game 2. I still like the Warriors in the series. I'll concede that Boston has taken home court advantage. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you in the comment section. I've given you my takes. Give me your takes on why either team you feel has a structural advantage, is at a disadvantage, has found a formula that they feel can work for them, right? I don't expect Steph Curry to continue to be as hot as he was in game one. But I did think that we started to see how Otto Porter and how Andrew Wiggins could actually help put this team over the top, right? We'd be having a different conversation if the fourth quarter of yesterday did not happen, right? At one point, the Celtics were seven for seven from three-point land, right? Just, you know, let's just do the math. Understand if they hit 50% of their three-pointers during that stretch, We're taking three and a half threes off the board, right? I'm expecting the Celtics to revert to the mean. I think the defense the Warriors had in the fourth quarter is one they need to go back to because I don't think the Celtics will be able to land from three. Those are my basic thoughts. Let me hear yours. I hope you leave them in the comment section of this video. Let me also say congratulations to all of you who said, No, I'm taking the Celtics, Dwyer, in game one. Uh, Dwyer, you're crazy. I think the Celtics are the better team. I don't care who has home court advantage. Uh game one certainly went your way. I cannot dispute that. Thanks for stopping by.